welcome to the Philia podcast. Philia means daughter. We are the daughters of the women who came before us and we fight so that our daughters may be free. We are a women-led volunteer organization. Our vision is a world free from patriarchy where all women and girls are liberated. We seek to contribute to the women's liberation movement by building sisterhood and solidarity among women, locally, nationally, and globally. By amplifying the voices of women, particularly those less often heard or purposefully silenced, and by defending women's human rights. Our podcast seeks to shed light on some of the most pressing issues facing women and girls around the world. Please take from them what you can. In sisterhood and in solidarity, the Philia team. Hi, Olivia. Um, I'm Gemma from Yes Matters and from Philia. Um, and today I got some information about an absolutely brilliant and very much needed campaign that you know all about. And I thought that um, some other women would really like to know all about it too. So, um, first of all, can I ask, who are you? <laughs> um, thank you. Um, so, I'm Olivia Smith. I am a lecturer in criminology, for whatever that means, um, at Loughborough University. And I've been researching sort of criminal justice or legal responses to um, violence against women and particularly around sexual violence and abuse uh, for the last gosh 10 years now um, and as part of that I've been arguing for some legal reforms that feel like they're never going to happen and then something just seems to have clicked and there seems to be a real chance in in the sort of next 12 months that we could really try to make a really it feels inadequate but a, a particular difference um, so I'd love to I'm, I'm just really grateful to be able to tell people about it <laughs> thank you well, there's there's definitely been a lot about um, violence against women and girls in the legal world at the moment. So um, the End Violence Against Women Coalition ha are taking the CPS to judicial review um, on changing how they deal with rape cases, which they denied, but now they've admitted, which um, is more perpetrated behaviour. So that's kind of worrying. Um, and so today... Um, the press has brought out that Greater Manchester Police um, aren't dealing with crimes very well either um, and haven't been registering a lot of things, in particular crimes against women, such as stalking and harassment. Um, and I suppose um, many feminists for a long time will have taken note that you know, sexual objectification has sort of had the impact that crimes against women and girls haven't been taken seriously. They're all called isolated incidents. Um, and the ultimate thing that we're not allowed to talk about is that it's men. We're not allowed to talk about that because it upsets them a lot. Yeah. Um, so it's really important that these things are joined up and um that society takes women's voices more seriously definitely so um although i know all about it our listeners won't tell me about the brilliant stuff that you've been up to i don't know where to start there's you know when you're just like oh what have i been doing um <laughs> <laughs> suddenly having a crisis of uh 
yeah, knowledge. Um, so I've, uh, as part of my sort of latest um, bit of work, I've been um, evaluating a pilot scheme that was tested in like Newcastle primarily uh, in Northumbria um, that provided a sort of slightly different type of support to people who were reporting rape. Um, and so whereas ISVAs um, and Rape Crisis and all those great organisations, some emotional support, some practical support, give information about the justice system and, and really help people um, out sort of make it through the justice system. Actually, there isn't a lot of support for people who are going through this actually inside the system or from the sort of legal profession themselves, mm. partly because it's um, often part of the problem rather than really being a solution. But what um, I found in this evaluation was that actually providing some form of legal support for um, survivors of rape was really powerful at helping them feel like they weren't alone within the justice system because there was somebody who could take on the sort of admin of writing emails to the police, of, of challenging the police and saying, but why is this certain evidence relevant or um, why are you asking those questions at the interview, which the current system of support that we have in the rest of England and Wales can't do because they can't sit in on the ABE interview. They can't um, see the evidence. Whereas because these were qualified lawyers, they were allowed to see the evidence. They were allowed to have confidential conversations with the survivors. So the survivors could say, I'm worried about my phone. It's got this stuff on it. And that wasn't something that um, then had to be told or, or the police couldn't find out about that because it was confidential, privileged information. So what we found was that having this legal support um, by qualified lawyers allowed survivors to challenge the requests for their data, for their phones, um, GP records, school records. It was really successful at making the police and the CPS a bit more scared about asking for that kind of data um, yeah. because there was somebody going, but why? That's not the rule. Like, what do you, why, why would you do that? Um, and so it had this kind of really remarkable shift in their kind of organisational cultures that I can't think of any other policy that's ever had. Um, and it really did make, I mean, it's limited, it's the law still, but it did make the investigations a lot more sort of limited and a lot more narrow in what they were asking of women and a lot more relevant because of that. There were problems, obviously, um, and it's it is always going to be um, to an extent. It's going to it's always going to be a sort of plaster over a gaping wound. So I am really aware of that. But I think for those women who do want to go forward to the police, they should know that they will be treated with dignity. And having someone there who can challenge it when they're not treated with dignity, who is an insider to the legal system, seems to be really effective at. Um, improving their experiences. That was a very long, <laughs> very windy. <laughs> well, that that sounds great because obviously women in that situation, I mean, they've had their consent ignored, exactly. so they're not going to feel empowered. They're not going to feel confident. Um, and legal stuff is complicated. There's a reason, you know, why there's you know lawyers and stuff around and. It, it will make, you know, law more accessible, perhaps. Maybe that's, that's sort of something that it does. So I think it's a good step in the right direction. 
and accountability is important isn't it so if you know um the police force they're people so they're a reflection of our society and so there will be police officers who are great at this stuff and there will be police officers that really aren't so it it's like extra protection for victims who have largely lost faith in the justice system perhaps this will help a little bit exactly and so i um as part of um my work i um spoke to um some survivors i spoke to them uh, interviewed but um also we surveyed um almost 600 survivors most of whom didn't report and we were we're kind of going to do some more stuff with that really important Mm -hmm. data um later on um but for those who did report it was really clear that they had felt really treated badly by the system they said the police were kind to them most of the time they were polite um most of the time but that that didn't change the fact that actually this was a really brutal system that massively affected their recovery their sort of long-term health because it compounded the the difficult um sort of impact that it has on uh yeah on on someone's well-being so i i think like you what you said was really important that this is a this is a group of people who have been ignored and their consent has been ignored and overruled by somebody else and then the police come along and some of the police officers in before the lawyers were getting involved in in this um, area were saying oh but we don't need to ask the the victim for their consent to get their medical records <laughs> yeah you do actually so they didn't understand that consent was even a thing that there should be on their radar in a cr- when investigating a crime that is all about someone's consent being taken away from them and wow. so it just it the lawyers were then able to go in and be like no <laughs> and even when you think you're getting consent you are not and explain those really basic things that should be obvious to people who are specializing in investigation of consent and yet didn't seem to be so the other thing i think is really important to realize is that so many people don't understand the victim doesn't have a lawyer already so many people like when i've been speaking to people about this work people are like but doesn't doesn't the victim already have a lawyer so isn't the victim's lawyer very good and it's like the victim is a witness that is used by the state to get some like you know to for their own end the victim does not have somebody who is there just to support them other than outside of the system so we have you know very under resourced very underfunded services that are able to help and uh, support survivors outside of the legal system but once they're inside that legal system all we do is say okay we'll have someone who can hold your hand in the waiting area but once you're in there you're just a witness and that's not good enough that's completely ignoring the reality of of sexual violence that is you are you can never just be a witness in a case like it's more important than that yeah and it's it's you know you're supposed to um prove beyond reasonable doubt it's not really fair if one side has a lawyer and the other side doesn't essentially um it, it sounds so important it really does in lots of different ways about fairness about helping with the rehabilitation um and 
you know, access to justice, generally speaking, mm-hmm. just access to justice and not being able to understand these things. Mm-hmm. And, you know, these women may have, you know, had like grooming and other things and maybe full of self-doubt from gaslighting and all sorts anyway. Um, and the police um, and the CPS have been found to be problematic. I mean, the most likely profession for um, a domestic abuse perpetrator has been found to be the police exactly. so it's um it's like it's a minefield really so if there's someone there that can not only you know professionally rely upon them but are also specialists in mm-hmm. this particular area who knows their rights whereas they may not do exactly that sounds like something really important definitely yeah. is is there any way that um that we as individual women can support this or raise awareness of it to to get it rolled out more is there anything that we can do yes please um so we've set up me and the research team have set up a website called it's needisclear.org and clear was meant to be something sort of clever about complainants lawyers for evidence and rights as an acronym but time went away anyway go to needisclear.org and that has a whole load of action that you can take so it's got some template letters that you can send to your MP as well as to Robert Buckland the Justice Secretary Um, and also it's got a petition a link to a petition on change.org where we're calling for the Justice Secretary to introduce legal support for survivors of sexual offences and it's really important because there is so much backlash. It feels so obvious to us <laughs> that, of course, we should be supporting women, particularly women. Um, this, this was shown to be really, really helpful for women with um, particular sort of especially really chronic mental health conditions or learning disabilities where education was more difficult. Um, and actually, it's really helped to ensure that they had the support that they needed. Um, so it seems really obvious to us that this is a good thing and yet actually this is one of those areas where the law is very very tentative and very conservative about it and really we need i don't know how much i don't know how much to say uh well it's it, the law is generally um it's a boys club isn't it the majority of laws were made before we even had the vote and even in everyday conversation you can be talking about any bloke and a man will defend that bloke you may not even know him but they feel so defensive about it and and there is sort of that element to that I think that there will be that bias within the police and the CPS in the law generally because it is a male-run institution. Um, And I think, so another reason why it's really important is because rape is um, a serial offence. It never happens just once and it's also an escalating offence. So when someone, a woman is failed when reporting rape, it isn't just failing that one woman it's failing that woman and the future multiple other women. Um, and as as you'll know, rape conviction rates are currently at a historical low. And it's really important that anything to help this, be it through lawyers, be it through police, be it through CPS, any way that we can tackle this to say, do you know what, society, you know, we do matter, our voices matter, our lives matter. Um, 
is really important and I think that this work sounds really important and it sounds like it will help victims which is absolutely amazing that's brilliant so I want to say from the sisterhood perspective and as a survivor myself who works with survivors to just say thank you very much for the dedication and the work um, to try and change the world because the reality is that each piece of work that we do you know you may never meet these women but it will make a difference to their lives so thank you is something that is very important to say um and the second thing is a very important question that I always ask everyone I do a podcast with um and that is what is your favorite cake oh I love cake so much it's pretty much no bad cake that's because no, you're I'm a good very... decent woman <laughs> I'm very particular though about chocolate cake so chocolate cake can be the best one ever but only if it's not too dense so I only like homemade chocolate cake or any other basically any other cake <laughs> I love it <laughs> I couldn't bake to save my life so all of my cake is shop bought oh. so I can't really on that However, yes, chocolate cake is, that's an excellent answer. All the brownie points, pun intended. It's a a classic for a reason, it's so good. Well, um, we'll put all the information with the podcast. So everyone definitely go and check out that website. Send those emails to, to MPs and victim commissioners and all the people on Twitter that you think might influence it. And let's try and get the word out there because if women know about this resource, then they've got a foot soldier in the battle with them, haven't they? And we all need that. So thank you so much for talking to us today, Olivia. Really appreciate that. Thank you. Take care. Have a nice day. You too. Thank you, dear listener, for tuning in. We are incredibly grateful to all the women who donate their time and their efforts to create this podcast. That includes our guests, our interviewers, and our editors. You can find us on your favorite listening platforms like Apple, Stitcher, and Spotify. Just search for Philia Podcast. Please help us reach even more women. You can do that by subscribing to our show, by sharing this podcast with your friends, with your family, and with your coworkers, or by leaving us a positive rating and review. Philia organizes the largest annual grassroots feminist conference in the UK. We would love to see you there. You can support our work by joining the Friends of Philia scheme, by giving a solidarity ticket so that even more women can join our conference, and by subscribing to our newsletter. Please take a look around our website, philia.org.uk, to find out more. Together, women make magic happen, and we can't wait to be in touch with you.